the abominable, but nice snowman. Lord Blunderbuss thought himself an explorer, adventurer, and hunter. That meant he liked to go abroad and shoot things. He had a pith helmet, <gasps> monocle, huge bushy moustache, mutton chops, red face from too much sun, safari jacket, shorts, knobbly knees, long socks, and leather boots. It was the 1920s when this tale began. Lord Blunderbuss was slumped in his leather armchair in his grand old country house. Blunderbuss Manor. He was surrounded by hundreds of stuffed animals he'd hunted over his lifetime. Now they stood in dramatic poses all around Blunderbuss Manor. In every corner of the house, there were hippopotamuses, elephants, crocodiles, jellyfish, orangutans, giraffes, polar bears, lions, tigers, gorillas, and wasps. It was a scene of horror for any animal lovers, but a source of great pride to Lord Blunderbuss. The hunter thought of himself as terribly brave for having hunted all these animals, even though he was the one armed with a gun, not them. And they were running away at the time. He even shot a flea. It took hundreds of goes to hit the poor thing. Now, with nothing left to shoot, Blunderbuss was bored. Bored, bored out of his tiny brain. Nanny! he shouted. Despite being in his sixties, Blunderbuss was still looked after by his childhood nanny. She was not his grandmother, but a lady his parents had employed to care for him since he was a baby. Yes, your lordship, she replied, shuffling into the study, an ear trumpet held to her head. Nanny, I am so bored. I have shot every known creature on the planet. I have nothing to shoot next. Perhaps it's time to hang up your rifle for good, your lordship. Never! Would you mind awfully if I shot you? I would really rather you didn't. Yeah. Who would bring me my tea and scones? Exactly. Of course, there are legendary beasts, your lordship. What exactly do you mean? Creatures that no one knows for sure really exist. Like a rhinoceros made entirely of cheese? A piano-playing turtle? A camel that speaks Japanese? No, like a unicorn, or a dragon, or a mermaid, or a griffin, or a sea serpent. Fetch me my rifle! I will have them all shot and stuffed by tea time. In fact... There was something in the London Times only this morning about a creature called the Abominable Snowman. Sounds abominable. Nanny rolled her eyes. That it does. It was spotted on an expedition to Mount Everest. Hand me the newspaper. It's right there next to you, your lordship. Indeed it was, on top of a pile of newspapers on a coffee table right next to his armchair. It couldn't be nearer. Don't be so impudent, Nanny. Hand it to me. The old lady shuffled over to Lord Blunderbuss and passed the newspaper to him. Lazy oaf! He shouted into her ear trumpet. Oh, 
I am exhausted from all this sitting down and scoffing biscuits. You read it to me. Nanny cleared her throat and began. Ahem. This morning, at the top of the Himalayan mountains, there was a sighting of a huge ape-like creature with white fur and large, sharp teeth. It has been named the Abominable Snowman. Sounds ideal for a good old-fashioned shooting and stuffing. We leave at dawn. We? I think I'm growing too old for all this travelling. Nonsense, Nanny. You don't look a day over 80. I am 79. Well, there you are. And I need someone to carry all the bags. Nanny sighed to herself. <sighs> she had endured a lifetime of this. The next morning at dawn, Nanny was standing at the front door of Blunderbuss Manor holding dozens of bags, trunks and suitcases. So many, in fact, that Nanny was barely visible. Nanny? Demanded Blunderbuss. Where the blazes are you? I am under here. Came a voice. Under where? Under all your bags. Oh, Nanny, for goodness sake, let me help you. Announced Lord Blunderbuss. Well, I thank you, your lordship. She chirped. He reached into the forest of luggage and took the umbrella she'd been holding between her teeth and marched outside. Come along, Nanny. No dawdling. He called over his shoulder. The pair travelled by train, ocean liner and donkey. Nanny had to carry her donkey until they were finally at the peak of Mount Everest in the Himalayas. Beautiful view, said Nanny, looking out across the diamond-dusted mountains. That is kind of you to say, replied Lord Blunderbuss, twirling his moustache. I know I am looking ridiculously handsome today. Now, where is this abominable snowman? Nanny looked down and spotted large footprints in the snow. Oh, these could be the beasts, she exclaimed. Lord Blunderbuss bent down and examined them. Hmm. I am a genius, Nanny. I have found the abominable snowman's footprints. Follow me! Nanny stumbled through the snow and ice after him. They passed a sign that read, Danger, Avalanche. Blunderbuss, being Blunderbuss, read it out loud in his booming voice. Danger, Avalanche! Shush, you might set one off. Boulderdash! He thundered. The trail of the monster's footprints stretched for miles. It looped all around the Himalayas. Then there was an abrupt change of direction as it headed down the mountain to the forest below. Nanny put a telescope to her eye and spotted a shape stalking through the trees. It looked like a giant ape sporting a white fur coat. The monster stood on two legs, had piercing red eyes and teeth so sharp they would give you nightmares. The abominable snowman must be hunting for food. He found some yellow snow and ate that. The monster spat it out. Can you see this abominable chap? Demanded Lord Blunderbuss. No. Lied Nanny. 
Give me that telescope, he thundered, snatching it out of her hands. There it is! Hand me my rifle! Let me just load it for you, your lordship. She reached into her pocket and pulled out some special bullets. Slowly, she placed them in the gun. For goodness sake, hurry up! Blunderbuss snatched the rifle from her and took aim. As he did so, Nanny pretended to stumble and began sliding down the mountain on one of the luggage trunks. The mountain was steep and slippery and she sped down it at spectacular speed. Out of the way, Nanny! bellowed Blunderbuss, shooting warning shots into the air. There followed the sound of a deep rumble like thunder. Then snow and ice began tumbling from the peaks. It swept Blunderbuss off his feet. Bother! Nanny was travelling faster than the avalanche. Because of her head start, she made it to the trees before the tidal wave of snow. However, because Nanny was sliding on a trunk, she couldn't control where she was going. The heavy trunk struck the abominable snowman. Ha! The monster whizzed through the air, landing right on top of Nanny. The monster exclaimed on seeing the old lady. Meanwhile, Lord Blunderbuss was tumbling down the mountain inside a giant snowball. Help! Who are you? demanded the abominable snowman. You can talk! exclaimed Nanny. Yes, of course I can talk. I didn't know the abominable snowman could talk. Is that what they call me? Abominable? The cheek. I am nice, really. I just saw you eat some yellow snow. That is pretty abominable. I thought it was lemon-flavoured snow. How wrong I was. The white snow gets very samey. Whatever you do, don't try the brown snow. I did yesterday. I thought it was chocolate-flavoured snow. Then he pulled a disgusted face. Ew. The avalanche had now reached the forest, but the trees slowed it down to a stop. The giant snowball in which Blunderbuss was encased struck a boulder. It cracked open like an egg, and a dazed and confused Blunderbuss fell out, still clinging on to his rifle. Who's that? asked the monster. It's my boss, Lord Blunderbuss. Oh, I've never met a lord. Is he nice? No, he's come to shoot you. What? I am too pretty to die. Listen, do exactly as I say and you will be all right. For years he's been hunting animals all over the world, but instead of real bullets, I've always loaded his rifle with blanks. They make the same bang, but nothing shoots out. All you have to do is fall to the ground when you hear a bang and keep very still. All seems rather involved. Do you want to live? I would prefer to. Then you need to play dead. Not far away, there was the sound of footsteps in the snow. Get ready, whispered Nanny. The abominable snowman stood up and tried to lean as casually as he could against a tree. Morning! I've got you now, monster. He brought the rifle up to his chest, but before he pulled the trigger, the abominable snowman pretended to be hit in the chest. Oh, 
I've been hit! Oh, whoa! Oh, whoa! Oh, thrice, whoa! There followed an elaborate and dramatic performance of being in the throes of death. Ah! Oh! No! He hasn't pulled the trigger yet, whispered Nanny. Oops. Then there was a deafening bang. This time, the abominable snowman did nothing. Of course, it was a blank. Now! Called out Nanny. Pretend he shot you, and less of the theatrics. The monster then performed an elegant dive onto the forest floor. Is the monster dead? Cried Blunderbuss from a few paces away. Nanny shuffled over to the abominable snowman. Yes! She lied. Well done, Lord Blunderbuss. So brave of you. It was as if the bullet struck the beast before I even pulled the trigger. Well, that just proves what an expert marksman you are. Does it? He asked, bemused. Yes, you are an hero. Now, let's get this latest trophy of yours back to Blunderbuss Manor and stuff it. You never said anything about stuffing, whispered the abominable snowman. Shush! The three travelled by donkey, boat and train. All the time, poor Nanny had to carry the abominable snowman on her shoulders. And, of course, her donkey, who was heavy. The trouble started as soon as they entered through the front door of Blunderbuss mm. Manor. All the animals that Lord Blunderbuss thought he had shot and killed and that he had assigned Nanny to stuff were very much alive. They had just become experts at keeping still when Lord Blunderbuss was in the same room. All the rest of the time, they roamed the house and grounds. When Blunderbuss was off on his hunting trips, they even invited other animals over for drinks and nibbles. However, none of them had ever seen an abominable snowman before. So when Nanny staggered in, carrying the furry monster on her shoulders, all the animals stopped standing still and went bananas. They charged all around the house, knocking everything over. It was mayhem. It was like a zoo. Well, it was a zoo. <laughs> Screamed Blunderbuss in terror, swept off his feet by a herd of wild beasts. The animals! They've all come back to life! What are the chances of that? Chirped Nanny as an elephant charged past. Help me, Nanny! Help me! He shouted from a silk rug as a tiger began playing with him with its paw. Run, Lord Blunderbuss! She replied. Run for your life! <gasps> Thank you, Nanny! <laughs> the man did just that. He ran away. Well, lightly jogged away because he got a stitch. As for the abominable snowman, Nanny felt it best when introducing him to change his name. Animals! She called. Calm down! Because she had saved all their lives, the animals stopped and listened to her. Good. Now, there is no need to be afraid. Let me introduce you all to our newest friend. This is the rather nice snowman. Hello! Chirped the not-at-all-frightening monster. They all called back. Group cuddle, said Nanny. Together, all the animals at Blunderbuss Manor 
gathered around her for a giant hug. Soon they turned the old country house into a wildlife park. The star attraction was the rather nice snowman. As for the abominable Lord Blunderbuss, he lightly jogged all the way back to the Himalayan mountains. There the old fool hid in the forest, surviving only on a diet of lemon and chocolate-flavoured snow. Blech. 